Hey, we're back. It's Comic Bastards motherfucking podcast. Round two. Round two. I'm Kevin, and across from me is Dustin. Dustin. We have gotta change how you say that so I don't feel like an idiot when I say my own name, but whatever. I think that's never gonna change in life. <laughs> oh that aside. Speaking of life, life got real. Life got real last week. I don't know what that means, but yeah. Oh, I'm going to tell you what it means. Oh, okay. It got NYCC real. Yeah, it did. I couldn't go, but um, I heard things. Some good, some bad, some ugly. Good movie. <laughs> and you were there, though. I was. I I braved the uh, long flight from mm. L.A. to New York. Los Angeles West Side Dubs Zoop. Yeah, I went represented the West Coast and uh got my first taste of New York. Really? How yeah. was it? Well, um started off okay. Stayed at the Yotel, which is kind of a stupid name, but yeah. you know wait, wait, like Yo hyphen tell. Like instead of motel, it's just with a Y. Oh. Was it yeah. dodgier than a motel? <laughs> no, it was way swanky. Wow. It was swanky as shit. It was so swanky that when I got there to my hotel room. Stanley and Richard Donner were getting off the elevator as I was getting on. Really? Yes. Did you? They were talking business. Really? Yeah. Donner. And I thought about turning back around and following, but I was way stinky from the flight. So I was like, I think these guys are going to smell me coming. I don't mean like in a nerdy way. I mean like literally smell me coming. So I was like, let me just get this washed off of me. Wow. You should have. Did you yell anything obscene? No. I mean, I see Stanley at practically every convention I go to outside of the convention. Dude, I see Stanley at the Seven Eleven. That's really kind of old news. Well, not you don't, but whatever. I don't. He doesn't like Seven Elevens. They're like new to him. <laughs> Scary. <laughs> and I've seen Richard Donner actually a whole bunch ever since I went to uh, this LA Film Festival. So it was kind of just like gentlemen, and I just kind of right. went on my way. I heard Stanley complaining about the elevators being sucky later on, which was true. He, he had reason to complain. Well, you know. So that was my my first taste. I was good. I was like, oh, I was excited. I'm staying in the same hotel as these two guys, and you know, wow, Yotel, Yotel, high end clientele. I'll tell you right now, hotel was the best part of my stay. Wow. Sometimes I was just like, maybe I'll just go back to this hotel. This Wi-Fi is the shit. Not like LA Convention Center Wi-Fi. We were no. like, why won't you connect to anything? Not, and not like San Diego. Why is technology forsaken me? <laughs> not even like San Diego. Hotel where it's patchy, yeah. Where you're like, oh, well, I, I had a really shitty connection, and now it's gone, and now I have to reset my connection again. Oh, this is. Oh, yeah. I thought I told you to remember this connection. What the hell? Yeah, we can pretend to put a guy on the moon, but can't get good Wi-Fi. Yeah, I know. No, they their Wi-Fi was legit. Wow. So. But uh, yeah, so that was first day. I ran down there for the press day of Thursday, which should have been called really pointless, stupid day. Hmm. Because they kept advertising they were having panels, and they were all for, if I owned a comic book shop or a publishing company, it was like panels to help with the day-to-day aspects of those jobs. Like small guy business panels? Kind of, yeah. And I was just like, I have no reason. I, I looked at the panel listing, and I was like, oh, I'm not I'm not going to do any of this. I'm not going to tend to this. This is pointless for me. Was it like that one panel at C2V2 where they were like, hey... Here's the day ends and the rigors of... Of starting owners. your own conflict. Yeah, show. yeah. Not exactly. It wasn't the how to get to that point. It was everything kind of after. Uh, like how to set up your distribution diamond. stuff and all that. I don't know. I mean, it's just like really just... When they said it was for professionals, they really meant like I have my own business. I have my own publishing company, stuff uh, like that. So it wasn't really anything for me. Like I basically just went to preview night and so I assume since I've never been to the New York comic con, but I've been to other cons was preview night just like everyone else's preview night. Basically. Yeah. Okay. Just a bunch of people walking around, checking out free crap. So basically the dealer room, the floor, dealer floor. Yeah. That's, that was literally all it was. What, uh, how, how was it in comparison? Um, 
as far as the preview nights go, or just like the setup, or um, just a the little con? of both. We'll say in maybe a way to measure it. You know, as far as the preview night, it was pretty good. There's a lot of energy to it. Mm. Like people were trying to be really excited, even like the little small one-off booths. But New York Comic Con had this weird mixture of professional con or like professional booths that you would see at a comic convention because they mm-hmm. made sense and then a bunch of booths or it, it was just like weird knickknacks that they were selling like, like sham wiles or something or kind like of like that i mean snuggies? it was just like there was like a computer uh chip <laughs> booth where they were like advertising for a computer chip what what yeah, was like for a like a new card? process. Yeah, no, not even a process. It was like a just a processing chip for your computer, and they were just kind of showing it off with random video games. What? And I was just like, why is this here? Like a little cross merchandising. You like comics? Yeah. You gotta like computers. <laughs> the, the strangest one was Nerds was there. Nerds with a Z. Candy. Oh, that I eat Willy Wonka. Yes. Well, that's because they're. I guess calling everyone nerds, but it didn't really make any sense. Were they handing like, them out? Yeah, and I got some. All right, I had yeah. to wait in the line, practically. But... Whoa. They should have just been throwing that out in the crowd. Well, I saw them, and I was like, oh, they're giving out nerds. And then apparently ten other people saw them, and all converged in front of me. And so I got the last of the box, and I was just like, fuck all you guys. Still got some. And they weren't ready for that rush. Still and shit. I was just like, ah, I started eating them everywhere I went, and you they kept the falling. The you still the box on the ground? Later, when I was in New Jersey, I did. There you go. So, Take that, New Jersey. Because I figured, I'm in New Jersey. No one's going to notice. This is where this goes. Wow. Even so. though I did see a little short news clip about New Jersey, how it's really one of the most profitable states to live in. Well, yeah, I can understand that, because everyone just commutes to New York from there. So. Well, I mean, dude, I mean, it's just a turnpike that gets the bad rap, because it goes through all the, you know business districts or actually not even that like uh the factories and the steel it yeah. just looks real crappy but new jersey you know no i was actually there i was impressed three. with how nice it was garden state i walked down the streets didn't feel like i was gonna get stabbed or mm. like spray tanned or anything like that wow there you go so, topical yeah i might i might stop uh making fun of uh new jersey no one i still will. threw my trash there but you know yeah, whatever take that nerds candy i don't even litter but i just i felt the overwhelming need just to it doesn't Throw nerds on the ground when I was done. I was like, yeah. But after your experience, you want to throw some real nerds on the ground and pound them. I do. So, anyways, completely off subject. Back to New York. Panels, good. Wow. I had some good panels. Actually, had reveals. You didn't have to, you know, press them to give you information. But here's the thing. It was kind of, they were all so unprepared right. that you just gave away the information. Because they didn't care anymore? I think so. I think it was either they were just really tired of all the cons they had to do all year, or they were just tired. They were just tired of doing so much comic book press that they were just like, I don't, I don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm getting just, fired tomorrow. This is boiler. <laughs> yeah. So panels were pretty good. Questions were still some of the worst questions I've ever heard. Okay. On that note, is it just because they're so not used to getting cons that they have to go through the rigors of asking the stupid questions? Or do comic book fans just keep getting stupider when they put their opinions into questions and it just makes it just dumb? Here's the thing. You didn't get typical comic book questions. Like, you didn't get, like, questions about continuity or, you know... Well, this happened. This issue, blah 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 blah. Right. Like call outs and or way. even people saying. I mean, you got a few people asking to have the story spoiled for them. Essentially, like tell me what happens in issue four, and they're just like, well, you just gonna have to read the book, right? You know, th- those usual ones those of guys. this is what I think is happening, and because you're really alluding to it in this second issue. So, it, am I right? And it's like, well, they're not gonna tell you. They want you to fucking buy the book, and yeah, you're probably right. That's why they alluded to it. Yeah, but. It's kind of like... Way to go, Matt Locke. Huh? Huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking Matt Locke. Uh, anyways, it was kind of like if you ever met anyone who owned a Wii and right. they wanted to ask you questions about video games. Unfortunately, <laughs> I have. Yeah, and you realize that they don't know anything outside of the games that came with the Wii. And so you're kind of like... God, I, do I really have to explain this entire process to you of what a video game does and is because so, you don't have any knowledge outside of this little bubble? Hardcore versus softcore. 
Yeah, it was basically it was a softcore con. Mm, like just a bunch of noobs running around. Bunch of casual fucking everything. That but that's you know what? On that very same point, that's what the comic book industry wants right now. That is. They want the Wii money and look how well that's worked out for the Wii because eventually you tap out. Their the casual people stop getting money. Exactly. Exactly. And you need the hardcore. Oh. Hardcore people bought Arkham City day one. Hardcore people will buy the your soundtrack. Modern Warfare three and your soundtrack. Which I hear is pretty good. Dude, no. Did you see that track listing? I don't know, man. It's terrible. Well, then I'm visiting the wrong sites. I'm not actually going to listen to it. I I did get the Dead Island soundtrack. Okay, that's weird. No, that song that's in the track. Oh, that song is awesome. the first song. And then it's got Sam B's uh, Voodoo, Hoodoo, Voodoo, Weedoo, Bitch song on there, which is awesome. Well, if you ever played the game, that's the very first song you hear. Then why am I talking to you about it? Well, I don't know, but maybe you should, you know, give me that soundtrack at least for that song. It's pretty rad. It was a good song. Anyway, so... But you need the hardcore... To get you through the cold winters, dude. Exactly. Like yeah. they're, And if anything, if they've stopped supporting your brand, it's like... I mean, we can kind of segue into Marvel's firings right here, because Marvel just laid off 13, 13 to 15 people right. of their, their back-end stuff. Not creators or anything, but their actual editors and... I think they call them line assistants or something, something like mm-hmm. that. The people behind the scenes that make sure the books get out on time, plan the events. A company and that could use a couple of those guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, several companies could. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Some of these smaller companies should be scouting these guys like right now. Like, hey, hey listen, I hear you need a, a effing job. You're not getting mouse money, but we'll keep the lights on for you. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Huh? <laughs> and we'll just put you in charge of fucking everything. Everything. Um. But it's kind of like if they're losing people or they're losing hardcore people because, I mean, even Dan DiDio said, well, we're not really sure if we are keeping the same audience or if we're just selling less books at a higher price and that's how we're maintaining. Well, you're not going to know that at the end of the day. That's going to take time to actually yeah. sit back and look and see, like, all right, how many of these 52 are going to get canceled? Whatever. I mean, it's for everyone, you know, Marvel in- included. I mean... Well, how many and, times are you going to make me buy Ultimate X Men? Which is terrible, by the way. I mean, I think what it really boils down to: fans are voting with their money, and you're not delivering a product that they care about anymore. You're doing, like, for a while, events were good and they were selling. And even Marvel said, as long as they keep selling, we're going to keep doing them. Makes sense. But Fear itself has tanked horribly because it sucked. It's yeah. I mean, I haven't even finished it. I read the, the first two issues and haven't been interested in finishing it since because. I just didn't care. I was just like, mm-hmm. villain, world, crashing, done, heroes, shattered, already know the outcome because you're you're marketing for it. Well, yeah, they, they like on those big events, like if you shoot your load every time, everyone's going to be like, yeah, I see how this ends. It's me mopping it up with a shitty storyline. Yeah, they're just, they're kind of out of tricks and they need to let, they need to let shit simmer and just kind of do events within those little nook Worlds, universes yeah. that they used to but not in x-men anymore x-men were done you've, you've done it too much just you need to take a break <laughs> period on events for x-men mm-hmm. give it a year two maybe five <laughs> then we'll go back to it yeah. but so they, i mean they think that the casual money is the answer and it's not going to be the answer it's you're gonna you're gonna hit your ceiling eventually but the hardcore people are still gonna be there they're still gonna yeah. be buying because they love it, whereas casual is always just going to be casual. Casual, they're going to pop in and pop out, and you're not going to sustain them as a core demographic unless you do something that's worthy of that. And if you're doing that, then you're going to bring all the core people back to your side, anyways. Mm. So it's just dicey, no matter how you slice it. If it pays off, it pays off. If not, maybe it won't be uh, DC's fifty-two. Maybe DC seven or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, maybe it'll be. Marvel 52, so. There you go. But, uh, yeah, I mean, New York Comic Con was, um, it just, it wasn't a very good con. Like, it had a lot, it has a lot of potential, it had a lot going for it, but it needed more organization, it needed more people just working the damn thing. My badge was checked on Thursday, and then on Friday morning, I think, on Friday morning. So is it just too young of a con where it has to, you know, get its legs maybe and just... I think that they so overhyped and oversold it that they didn't 
compensate for that? They didn't compensate for that, and they didn't want to lose the profits and hire more people. Mm. But literally, there were probably 30 security guards I saw on Thursday. On Friday, I saw maybe 12. Wow. And that's just... I'm talking about just in the front area. And then on Saturday, two. Was it done? By one escalator. That was it. And then midday, they were gone. Wow. So... I saw a guy walking around with a Langolier, no badge on, still getting into panels and shit. Dude, wait, Langolier? Isn't that the Stephen King monsters? One of those uh, neck thingies. Lanyard? Lanyard. All right, Langolier. <laughs> Langolier. He was Langolier is better. Space. I'm calling it that from now on. Dude, no one's going to know what the hell you're talking about. They will now. <laughs> anyway, so he was just walking around with one of those. Possibly the one I threw down on the ground because I got a handful of Xbox ones. Because I was just trying to get one. And I, I found the bag. I reached over some guy playing a demo for, I think it was Mass Effect 3. And I was just like, excuse whoa, me. Whoa, whoa, what, what? There was no Mass Effect 3 demo there. There was, yeah. Are you kidding me? No, I'm dead serious. A demo. Are you sure it wasn't he was just watching no it? No demo. Well, the demo said they wasn't ready till like next year, like January. There was people playing Mass Effect 3. That's horse shit. I'm going to play that. There was also people playing uh, the Halo Legends. Oh, dude, that's remap. probably been in the can for a while. So Yeah, but it looked really good. But it's like forty bucks. I may get it. I'm kind of dude. You will for the multiplayer to play those re- redone Halo Two maps. I saw that shit. And I was like, oh. But isn't there's going to be no Halo One map? I mean Beaver Creek. But no, they had I mean, Halo. How many times I got to play Beaver Creek in my life? I would play Halo or Beaver Creek every day. That was a great map. It was crazy. You never knew how I was going to turn out. It was yeah, crazy. Yes. Anyway, it looked it looked good. But yeah, Mass Effect Three was there. Um, the Star Wars Old Republic MMO was there. Right. Didn't uh, I was like I'm, you know, as interesting as this is, I'm not going to pay for an, an MMO. Yeah. So I, I just kind of didn't care. Uh, the Black Eyed Peas, they got Dance game? Central oh, okay. edition. Oh, was terrible looking, and they kept trying to call out fat nerds to get on the stage, and they were like, "No, just going to watch you shake your groove thing." And were there were there hot chicks demoing it? Yeah, a couple, Ooh, like uh, two. Uh, there was like one and then just mm. some like people that they pulled up there. There wasn't a lot of booth band. There wasn't a lot of people working booths. Like that's the thing is like there was wasn't like, a lot of people working. It was almost like a flea market slash yard sale. It, that's what it felt like. Like even graffiti where, you know, usually they have like four guys on each side. Oh, yeah. Hey, man, you want a shirt? Hey, man. Dude. Two guys. Oh, wow. They had more people running their cash registers than pulling shirts. So it was just, it was really bizarre how few people, it was almost like it was so at the end of the con that they didn't want to spend any more money. Mm-hmm. Like they looked at their con budget and were like, ooh, we overspent. We're not going to be able to put this book out on time. That's a that's a wink and a nudge at a couple of companies, but anyway, <laughs> that will go unnamed for now. Um, so yeah, that was the biggest problem was it just was really poorly organized, especially the panel rooms. Like if you left a panel room... And you wanted just to come back in before the end of the panel, you couldn't. You had to go wait in the line that they were starting for the next panel. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, because they were all such casual viewers, they would pop in for a panel. I had people wait in line for thirty minutes, sit in the panel for five minutes, and leave because I I was standing in front of them, I was sitting behind them, I watched them, you know, just like right. here we are, and we're gone. And they wouldn't funnel in new people to fill those seats. They would literally wait until the next panel. So, I mean, that part was really strange to me because I went to the Dark Horse panel. The room was empty. The doors open. There's people waiting in line. I walked in, saw if there was anyone working the fucking room, which, of course, there was not, and said, fuck it. I'm sitting. I I went over and I asked the people. I was like, hey, did they tell you you had to wait out here or anything? They're like, no, we're we're just doing that. I'm like, so... You're waiting for nothing. I was like, so... You're not going into the room now? And they're like, no, no, we're waiting till they say it's okay. Well, it's okay. And I was like, the room's empty. It's okay. You can go in. They're like, well, we're just going to wait. And like, then gave me attitude. And I was like, fuck you. I went in, sat in a great fucking seat. And was I saw them come in, sit towards the front over to the left oh, where yeah. they couldn't really see the room. And I was just like, ha ha, eat a dick. Did you spit on them? You're like, fuck you. I, the spit. I felt like mm. it. I felt like the spit was necessary, but I didn't. So... It was just... Dude, they wouldn't survive a minute in the West. No, they would not. Comic-Con would eat them alive. I, you know what? I even dare say WonderCon. 
I, you know, I think Wonder. I don't even think they could handle C two E two, and that's by the same Damn. people. Damn. So, yeah, it was a. Uh, it was strange. It was very strange because literally the Dark Horse people had to come in and tell. They were setting shit up, and they were like, "Why are they?" Like I saw the guy go, "What the fuck?" And like he went over and was like, "Are you are you guys here for this panel?" The and they were like, "Yeah, we're here for the Dark Horse man." Like, come on okay, in. Okay, well, we're starting. Like that's what he said. He was like, "We're starting." That's it. I'm checking my email. We're starting. Yeah. He was like, I got my PowerPoint set up, so I'm going to start clicking. It's going to go through. Tom Morello's due in uh, 20 minutes, so let's get this shit going. He plays Get Fiddle for the band the kids are listening to. You know who that is? We're here for Dark Horse. Get in here. Get the fuck in here. Wow. So, that was a good panel, though. The Dark Horse panel is probably the best one because of the way they staged the people. Mm -hmm. They didn't just... Do a DC, here's 20 minutes of me bringing people out. Yeah. Which DC did change it up a little bit and staggered it on a few panels. But on a couple others, I was like, just get everyone out here. I'm tired of doing this shit yeah. and stretching this out so long. Like the Justice League panel, you know, I was like... Oh, I read number I'm, two, by the way. Haven't read it yet. Oh. But <laughs> saw plenty of the interiors and a bunch of pencil work for number three. Hey, man, you can say whatever you want about that guy's art. It looks good. I, I don't... I never said it didn't look good. Okay. I'm just checking. But ask him to draw someone's profile face and not have it be the same pose, but that's a different story. Hey, dude, who cares? It looks good. Just saying. Um, but yeah, like the Justice League panel, they brought out like 20 creators. After every creator, they're like, okay, tell us a little about, about your book. Tell us about these pages you're sh we're, we're seeing for the first time. He's like, uh... And it was just like, can we, can we hurry this along? Like, this is... Taking, I just want to get to your really shitty questions that are yeah. inevitable. And here, here's the worst question I heard. This one took the cake. Superman panel. Uh -oh. Because I had nowhere else to go. So I was sitting <laughs> I was, at a Superman panel. I know. I lots lots of good Supergirl like. information. I was like, oh. Bro, is, you know what? Don't fuck it up. That's all I want. I wish there, I was there. I would have been like, you fuck this up. I will come to where you live and I will shit on your head their shit when you sleep. Walk down. Good. It's going to be good. good. I got a feeling that that book's going to be good. It will be the one that makes it out of the 52. Yeah. There's plenty of other people that are going to fuck up beyond belief. But Supergirl, they got it good. Finally. Um, the worst question I heard was, what is your favorite book from the new 52 to the Superman panel? A panel of all exclusive DC employees that are writing or drawing a new 52 book. Omac. Do you imagine? <laughs> Omac is my favorite. No. That's no one's favorite. That's the first book that's going to get canceled because of sales. Yeah, I still haven't um, read it yet. Don't buy Here, let me sum it up for you. Sucks. Stupid shit. <laughs> and a blue mohawk. Or Omax around. whips around like a fishtail. It's like, why is that thing like a fucking fishtail? Are they around every corner again behind no, every bush? No, it's one dude. What? He's getting brainwashed. <laughs> it was stupid. Wow. I, it's, fuck, I just forgot what it is. It's very similar to something else. Just picture like kind of the Incredible Hulk, and that's what it is. Only he's got a blue mohawk that goes whoosh, whoosh, like a fishtail. Because it's drawn like a fishtail. It has a little... Quitch, quitch, quitch. Mm. I just... In the air, I made a little fishtail. So, and that's no why I did the... Quitch, quitch, quitch. Right. That was me doing pencil line. Anyways. Um, yeah, so... Guess what they said? I like all of them. Of course. And then Dan Jurgens went on this little rant. He was like, well, you see, when you work for DC, every month, you get a big box. And mm. in that box is every comic that DC's put out for that month. So, usually I kind of would go, eh, I don't like this, eh, eh. Like, totally just bashing on the old Style. books because he was just like, eh, you know, I fuck all these books. And he was like, but now everything's so new and exciting that I love reading them all. And you know what else? Um, about every couple of weeks or so, I get this thing in an envelope. It's called my paycheck. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> hey, dick it brain. It comes from the same address. It's weird. Mm. And then when I go cash it, it goes through. So, yeah, DC for life until I get fired, bitch. Yeah. That's my answer. It, it was just kind of like, okay, could we not? Like, it was almost felt like there was planted people yeah. so that they could give stock corporate Hi. answers. Hi, I'm Teddy. Um, can you dick ride your own company for five seconds and <laughs> Pretty much. go? Um, can you tell us about that thing you haven't talked about? Because everyone needs to know. 
And the worst, the worst offender <laughs> was Jim fucking Lee. Oh, wow. So you just and like... even Jeff Johns would sadden me so much because they called him out on Green Lantern sucking. And this man yeah. has said that the movie was going to be good. Oh, yeah. Martin, Martin Campbell, blah, oh, blah, blah. He's got the swagger. He's yeah, got the be, Hal Jordan swagger. I'll never might forget Might be Mark that. Campbell. I don't know. Um, what? The director. I can't remember. Oh, who cares, dude? I, it, whoever it is, who does dead care. to me. And and this is this is how he smoothed everything over. He was like, "Well, obviously, we'd like it to do as much money as Titanic, but it didn't." Did you deliver a Titanic fucking product? Say what you will about Titanic; never it had amazing it. sets. Whatever. I just never. We'll saw talk it. about I mean, that on another day. Can we talk about maybe Batman money? If you would have said it like that. No. Yeah, Batman. Well, he said Titanic. I don't know why he wouldn't go with Batman. That's, exactly. I found that weird, too. He was like, sure, you want to do Titanic money. And I was like, okay, how about you do number two? Shows how often go Jeff goes to a list. theater. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 1991. That was a great fucking year. Go to 7-Eleven. <laughs> he does a lot. Um, so, yeah, it was just like... And then he started talking about the director's cut, the extended cut, which I watched because Neil, our mutual friend, bought the fucking thing. Don't know why, but I was like, "All right, we're watching this in New Jersey." Sucked we're hard watching. too. The opening was better because you didn't have Ryan Reynolds. Ba-do-ba-ch. And no, I mean, it was seriously, it was better. It was very much comic inspired, and it worked. It worked so well. It set the stage perfectly. Like it was very almost like Superman inspired. Whoa, easy killer! It, it was seriously, it was that good because it wasn't dealing with the corpse, and it wasn't dealing with. It right. was just. Hal losing his dad. That was it. And you still had the stupid parallax stuff right before that, but it was just kind of like whatever. And it was so good that I was like, wow, am I watching the same shitty movie? And then it was like, here, I'm going to remind you, you're watching the the same shitty movie. And that was it. It was just an extended opening. And I was like, so this is what you're saying is going to make it better was the opening? Is John's name anywhere on that movie? No. Well, I think consultant. Oh. So, I don't know why you wouldn't have him just write the fucking script. But yeah. What about that Flash movie? They they talk about that. Did someone bring that up? No. It's done, man. I got it done. Jeff Johns, I've got it done. Yeah, it's still going to... Is it going to Green Lantern suck? What are you going to do? Uh, what are you going to do? Probably, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, who knows? But, yeah, I mean, just his corporate answer of... Dude, he's a corporate And the man. guy, the guy didn't even ask like a prick. He was just like, let's be honest. He was like, the movie... Was not very good. Calling and he didn't, he didn't even call it shit. He didn't say it in, like he was just like he well, well thought right. delivery here. Like a lot of, a lot of just presentation to it of just like, I'm going to cover my ass. <laughs> it's like he's asking her to marry him. How do I say this? Who's going to say no? <laughs> well, yeah, kind of. I mean, he was just like, you know, I don't want to just open myself up to attacks. I don't right. want to let them just. You know, brush me off with jokes because mm-hmm. it was DC's clear that he, yeah, that. Marvel's words. Marvel wouldn't even acknowledge what you said. This one, <laughs> this was the most boring panels I'd ever been to. Good really? information, but just like no energy, no jokes. It was almost like Comic Con got a little too rowdy for them, and Dan Dio admitting that he's pretty much a sexist and and, and yelling at the audience, "Who should I hire? I don't hire people with a V." I need a, a P down there. No V's. You need a P. <laughs> what are you using letters for? Man? We're adults here. <laughs> there might be kids in the audience. I'm, I'm imitating Dan DeDio That's here. True. I don't think he would be like, if you have a vagina, <laughs> I'm I, not hiring. Now you're a doctor. You're calling it why it's mess. Again, I, I, I think Dan DeDio would talk like that. Um, so I think that got a little too rowdy to where everyone was just like, okay. Dude, it's the end if of the we season, want man, comics to t- be... Yeah. Mainstream, we can't be total cocksuckers when they ask it us questions. It can't be a good old boys club where exactly. it's like, you question what we do, eat it. Exactly, and that's how it felt before. And in this one, it was a completely different vibe from both DC and Marvel. It was just, here's my corporate answer. Right. Corporate is really involved in this because they realize that we come here and we talk like total pricks. And right. they don't like that, right. so... But yeah, so that was that was Comic Con. I mean, that one has a lot of work. I don't know if I would just be 100 percent sold on going back next year. It's not really, it's not good enough to where it justifies the traveling. It right. Just it isn't. Not not for me. Not when I have so many in my own backyard that are better. If I'm going to travel to the East Coast, I'm going to go to a different con that might be just 
Dragon Con. Bong, bong, bong. Uh-oh. Bong, 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 bong. Uh-oh. I don't know where we're going with that. So, so that was Comic-Con. We can, we can move on now. Talk about um, something else. We'll talk- I, I didn't see any members of the Wu-Tang Clan, which I was very disappointed. No. I was throwing up W's everywhere I went, and I was rocking Wu-Tang the whole time. On a sidebar, I totally met Method Man at E3. Sweet. I bought his comic book. That doesn't count. It's not the same, but... It's totally not. Solid dude. Great band. Awesome music. Was Top Cow there at the Comic-Con? You know, they weren't. You know... I had people... I overheard them going, Shouldn't Top Cow be here? Where's Top Cow? Where is Top Top Cow? Where's Top Top Cow in general? Circling the toilet on its way out. (laughs) That's my my best... You know, it's true... I mean, it's taken a couple of flushes it flushes for it to go down. <laughs> yeah, no, but... I say this is a turn that will not. <laughs> it won't break? <laughs> it won't break, and it won't go down. You're sitting there like, maybe I need some toilet paper to push it down it's a little bit. It's hugging the side of the walls. It's kind it of is. like you're embarrassed. You're just like, dude, if I leave this here, they'll know it was me. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't a public shit where you just leave. This is like in your work toilet, and everyone saw you go in. And, and everyone throughout the out. day is like peeing on it, trying to break it up like, to get it to the... go down. But no one wants to like put a hand in there. And then there's emails circulating. <laughs> right, there's like, it. hey, Dustin, I know it was you that left your... <laughs> Little brown whoa, baby whoa, whoa, boy. Whoa. This is a top cow we're talking about, not me. <laughs> hey, Mark. I know that, I know you left your little brown baby boy in the toilet. <laughs> Fix that shit. <laughs> then, <laughs> no, because if it was Mark Sebesti, he would have shit on the toilet seat, wiped his hands on the intern, and been <laughs> Go out. Going to Marvel. <laughs> Go, going to Marvel. Doing Incredible Hulk. What I dreamed of doing <laughs> since I was a little boy. I mean, I worked for the company and it never came up, but I said, this time. And you I'm almost think like master. a homeless person took his yearly shit in that toilet. It's like, it couldn't have been anybody you <laughs> work with. <laughs> All right, we need to move off of this shit analogy. <laughs> so, <laughs> to pay back, you cancel <laughs> which plate. <laughs> okay, let's just move on. So we're talking about Top Cow because it because no one else will. <laughs> yeah, no one else will. Uh, the reason we're talking about Top Cow is because it's pilot season again, and Kevin and I have both reviewed or read, experienced. a new experience. That's good. A new pilot season book. And pilot season, if you don't know, is when Top Cow pretends that they're actually going to make. These books. These books into a series. <laughs> <laughs> One or two years after you actually vote and say, yes, I will continue to spend money on this product. You know what the crazy part is? As I thought, I totally forgot about last year's top, uh, uh, pilot season. And I was like, didn't we just have this? Didn't Kurtman just like stink up six or seven books? See, and that was the season before. See, I know. I totally missed one. I, I was like, You didn't what? miss anything. I didn't. What is, they uh, extended the voting because so few people gave a shit. Man. And then it didn't even matter because the book that was in the lead from the very beginning, because I think it was the first one they released and the only one anyone read, was, was like, the winner. <laughs> it was and it like, was the worst one. It's the one I told you where they, they have 39 minutes and they go in and rob a town. Mm. Like a small town, and they just mm. steal fucking everything, and they get in choppers and leave. And I was like, <laughs> "That's a book." <laughs> I was like, "How much money are you spending on this raid? You're not getting enough from these small towns to justify who's fuel for the helicopter time limit." They are because they bomb all the police stations. And they're like, "Well, the next closest town is 39." Minutes. I don't know why it'd be 39 minutes every single time. I think you just want to do a dash and grab as much shit as you could yeah. and get the fuck out, but. That was their their gimmick. Wasn't it like this big cable looking guy on the front with a gun and like cars yeah. flipping over bridges or something in the background? Uh, he had a stogie. Right. Even though no one smoked in the book, but whatever. whatever. And the art was completely. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You won't see it. Yeah. Who cares? You're not gonna see it for maybe two years if you're lucky, or if you're like genius, you'll never see it. Just one issue, Walk and that away. guy still shows up at their panels talking about the book. <laughs> That's never gonna happen. <laughs> I feel so bad. I know. I went to the Long Beach Expo earlier in the year, and he was there talking about the book. And I was like, "Are you are you talking about the book that the pilot or the miniseries?" And then he clarified because someone else was confused, and they asked, and he was like, "No, no, I'm just talking about the one shot that we did for the pilot season." Well, are you going to do more? No, no. 
You know, I don't know. Do you think they get stuck in like a contract where they can't do anything but pimp that one book instead of actually work on it? Well, no, others go on to do other work, but they're kind of almost using that as their jumping on point into the industry. So, oh yeah, I want to be a director. Here's a couple commercials and like shorts I did. Yeah, it's almost like they're they're real to solidify their value in the comic industry. But because Top Cow. Top Cow builds this hype for these pilot seasons and then delivers two years later after everyone's forgotten and doesn't care. Exactly. And then they still go, pilot season winner. And you're kind of like, winner of what? When? What Who? year? Because they never put the year. They're not like, oh, 2008. Yeah. Like just... Twilight Guardian took two, technically three years because it finished in January of 2011. So, well, Speaking of all of that, I mean, two, I mean, I don't even know how to address this anymore. Two of this year's contestants? Yeah. Nominees? Two, let, let's call it for what it is. They're one-shots. Right. They're one-shots. They're testing with, the water. With cliffhangers. Yeah, with cliffhangers to see if people would be interested in this being a series. The problem is they don't deliver that. That's been addressed. If you whatever. are so, interested, who cares? So two of this year's, one is The Beauty, which I read, and then... That one is the test, which I read. Um, I did a review for the test. You can find that on comicbastards.blogspot.com. Ooh, blogspot. Shut up. God, don't <laughs> do that every time, I swear. I guess we should remind people that this is the Comic Bastards pod. Motherfucking podcast. Yeah, you can only find it by that name. It might be like... No, I think it's just Comic Bastard Blogspot. Really? Well, yeah, I took it from the... It. I know. I it's understand. titled as one thing. The address is another thing. Technology. People will, people will find it. Right. So. Well. All right. So the test. Break that down for me. Uh, What's test. it about? I, I purposely didn't read it so I could just be shocked and amazed by everything uh, you had to say. That blows. Or okay. start on a good foot. Dude okay. wakes up in a over-lavish apartment. Um, I'm bored already. Exactly. He can't speak because he's been in some sort of hibernation, but yet his muscles move and so, he can move normally. He's awoken by this lady on a TV screen. His vocal cords have astrophy. <clears throat> yeah, but, but not, it, not the rest of his muscles, even though his vocal cord is a muscle. Whatever. Science. Huh. So he hears this lady on the television waking him up, beginning to tell him the rules in multiple languages. What the? Yeah. So he, he rules won- of what? The rules of the dome he's living in with eight what? other people. What dome? He was in an apartment. No, he goes outside... Remember the Simpsons movie where they have that dome over Springfield? It's just like that. There's this oh, lavish neighborhood with a dome over it. It's like an eco dome that's going to protect them. So like Biodome with uh, Polly Shore. Without Polly Shore and that oh, other guy. Was, it was a ball one, right? Yeah, Steven. There you go. They're Best not, movies ever done outside of Usual Suspects. Well, they're not anyways. there, so they can't talk about that movie. <laughs> okay, anyways. And then he meets the other, I guess, survivors. And then the chick begins to tell them you know, that they were selected... To you know, basically prolong the race. I guess it's the human race, and because outside the dome, it's all war torn and foobar. Yeah, but then That's... they said there was eight of them, but there's only six. So they look for the other ones. They ate each other. They and woke no, up early. No, and just everything like that killed each other. I don't know. That's, That's a, a mystery. Where's the other two? No, they find one of the missing two. But the real hook is is the main guy you follow. No one can remember anything either. By the way. Ugh. Yeah, there's a lot of little iffy problems. <laughs> Basically, a flashback occurs, and the main dude remembers uh, some of the other people he's with, I think. Because the way that page was presented... You were, uh, you were shopping at uh, Gelson Supermarket with me on uh, last Thursday, weren't where you? they command... Well, the picture is like them strapped up, you know, ready to go to war and... Military experiment, then. Yeah, you don't... Who knows? It could be in their mind. It could not be happening. There's just like a lot of real stupid things that don't seem thought out in it. Even for like, I know, I understand it's rushed. I understand it's like a one shot and you got to cover a lot of ground. Let me, let me say they're not rushed. Well, I'll I'll get into that. Go ahead and finish, but I'll I'll tell you right now, they're not rushed. Just check out the review. I mean, I kind of like, if you have any remote interest on there, it's one of those things where there's a morsel of, you know, interest where you're like, oh, I'm kind of curious but to, is it just a concept story? It feels so concept because the way they lead it towards the end, you're like, I instantly don't care now. You took everything interesting about the first, you know, 20 panels or whatever and just pissed them, pissed them, pissed them away. Hmm. And I was like, well, fuck this book. 
That uh, I like the art though. Like I'm gonna read it. The art was well, pretty good. Yeah, it's because they give them real artists. Yeah, that's it. So um, I'll just quickly say that they're not rushed. Most of these books have been in production about four months ago. Because then I then it's just bad storytelling. I had uh, one of the other releases. It's called Flesh Flesh Grave Digger. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, one. that one. Um, that guy's been following me on Twitter for like four months. So I was like, and promoting the book four months ago, and I was like, what? Like, okay, weird. It's a tough business, man. You're, you're yeah. I mean, you're I'd, better off, you know, being a movie star than writing a comic book that doesn't suck. Well, it's just. Trying to get in with these companies, a lot of it just try to. I mean, it's a digital age, and I really think that the new indie comics are just going to be digital and release digital, and have a atomic robo robo. I think that's what it's called or something. And you start digital and you go back into print, yeah. and that was very successful for them. And I don't know why others didn't just copy the same formula because it will work. You know, I mean. At some point, yeah, it's gonna, the levees are going to break, and you're you're going to have a flood of that shit, and it's going to stop working. But only one person has tried it, and it was successful, and yeah. no one else has tried since. So it's still that old school mentality, but yeah. whatever. I think the other uh, book that did get covered for the pilots, um, the beauty, the beauty, the beauty, the test. What is this? Yeah, I know there was a bunch. I seem. I think there's like one other one that's like the something strokes the shins, the uninterested reader. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh so the beauty let me lay out this world for you kevin hmm. let me just take me set there the take me there my eyes are closed okay. take me there there's a new std not interested <laughs> no you are interested, I'm not even interested in, in the one. old stds <laughs> unless we're talking about saves the day which is they haven't oh, well, put out a good the, cd and i don't uh, oh. Ooh, another music reference anyways so this std is one you want sweet finally <laughs> because Overnight, you shed pounds, your hair grows back, and Damn. you become beautiful. I can see that. Okay, I'll give you I'll give you a kudos for the concept. Interesting, yes. Right, right. What's not interesting is that they call the STD beauty. So now everyone's talking about how everything's beautiful and talking about the beauty, and you're just like, fuck, if you say beauty one more fucking time, I'm part of the beauty task force. Oh, you're really beautiful today. I was just like, dude, so shut the fuck up with the beauty. I, if I hear this word, read it one more time. Are you telling me everybody in prison are the most beautiful people on the planet? <laughs> Only if the STD got in there. I Did you know it got in there? So anyway, so like half the population has this STD because a bunch of people are like, I'm going to go get this STD. I'm going to start wait, wait, fucking wait. beautiful people. How, how do you get the STD? Is it through traditional means? Yeah. Or does it got to go right down the Hershey Highway? Sexy sex. I don't <laughs> think you... You know, they don't really clarify because they don't tackle the whole prison angle. <laughs> All right? Like, the I story mean, opens up with... What chromosome is there? I mean, like, is it like... They don't go into the science. No science? No. So There's you, no science to this. Your hair grows back. You lose weight overnight. You what just the bump, fuck science is that? You just bump uglies. You bump uglies. So you, you can go get to the disease, a and the next day woman. you're pretty. Just be like, I'm going to go shag this homeless woman. Yeah. Boom, her teeth are back. Hair's done. And then she's like, you know. I don't know if the teeth grow back, but everything else will be okay. Stessity's got loopholes. Yeah. Yeah. Dirty needle. I got a dirty needle. Oh, dude, it's got some beauty on it. So that's the concept. And now, like, the world is split into two. People that want to stay ugly and are opposed to people going out and getting sexified to be beautiful. And just everyone else that's beautiful and has the disease. So if they're beautiful and I eat, like, a sp- I'm like, oh, what's some of that ice cream? I you just can dip just, in you there. You basically just engorge and whatever because, you know, the STD is going to keep you trim and thin. So it's basically a beauty tapeworm, kind of? Kind of. And so the story begins with someone who has the virus catching on fire. Because he raped a monkey? Like, not really smart. No. <laughs> and it's a woman. There was no he. She's just on the train. She lights on fire from the inside out. Combustible? Yeah. Like a... But doesn't, like, fully melt. Like, it's just, it almost just melts the inside of her and leaves yeah. her like a porcelain frame. And then the center of disease control shows up, kicks the police off of it. They're like, get the fuck out. Of course, they have a jurisdiction pissing contest because how can you not? How can you not bore this book? (laughs) Well, and then these two police detectives, apparently the female one caught beauty. 
She was like, I wasn't one of these assholes that went out and tried to get it. It just happened to me. I don't want to live with this disease. Like she's a there, victim that she's, she's ripped right in the back. beautiful bosoms. Yeah, I mean, she's like a, a double D working on the police force. Like Tight, just typical hot buns and just powdered lips, beautiful shiny silky hair. And it was almost like an excuse of like this artist was like, I can't draw ugly people. I won't. I refuse to. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Let's just make them all pretty. I'll write a story around that. All right. But so long then, story short, so they find this ugly guy. And everyone keeps calling him ugly. He hey. just looks like a normal guy. <laughs> like, he's just a normal fucking dude. Hey, you he ugly piece long... of shit. Am I in Wisconsin? What the fuck? Fuck this ugly guy. <laughs> he has long hair and he sweats. That's it. He's dude, not that even, is ugly. He's not fat. He's not... He doesn't have, like, a grizzly beard. He's got the McGinnis chiseled, no, chiseled he's, jaw. No, not like that. No. So, they track him down for some reason. Inject him. The chick breaks into his apartment. Like, it all of a sudden starts to feel like seven... Where he's just like, oh, the door was open. I'm going to make up a story and pay a homeless person to justify breaking in here. And he runs away. They Wouldn't chase him. They shoot just him really down. Roll over on you, probably. But in that movie, it worked for some reason. Some bullshit. But um, so they track him down. They shoot him for some fucking reason, even though he's unarmed. <laughs> and he's rambling about like he has to save everyone, save everyone. Freeze you, been... ugly motherfucker! Pop, pop. <laughs> he's been taken. Um, notes on ugly people or ugly activist groups and beauty Dude, this activist groups. This just got retardedly stupid in like zero so, to six. All right, do you want to know the cliffhanger? Then? Just tell me. Cliffhanger. He's Jesus. the male cop that we've been following. Goes home to his wife. She's shrouded in darkness. And then they do it. What do they Next do? Next morning, it sex. What's it? Oh, they fuck. They have relations of the biblical they relate, sense. Yes. Okay. Not really of the biblical sense, but... Because <laughs> she's ugly. No. She has the ugly virus, the counteracting. Eh, wrong. Next morning he wakes up, his five o'clock shadow's gone, his fucking skin's all perfect, and his hair's all perfectly groomed. He's like, oh shit, he's got the disease. His wife went out and got it. Dude, so she cheated on him. She cheated That's on him to get beautiful and then gave it to him. And he's finding out that people that have this rate. disease are gonna... <sighs> The, the divorce rate in America. I mean, there's no honesty anymore. They need to take that shit to Maury. If they don't die first. In the case of little Jam- Malcolm Jamal Warner, you are not the father. Malcolm Jamal Warner. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only name I can think of. With the guy from Cosby? Well, there's a lot of posters in the room right now. They're all of Malcolm Jamal Warner. I don't know why. I'm looking around. I'm doing a check of the room. There's no posters. But there, whatever, <laughs> Maybe the posters are your mind. Whatever, dude. So yeah, that, that was the cliffhanger. He he's looking in the mirror and he's just like, "Oh shit, I don't have to shave anymore." <laughs> that was yeah. it. Like that was it. Any facial hair on any human being, you're a pig. You should be shot in the yeah. alley. <laughs> so, you know, after that, I was like, "It doesn't sound like anyone's a winner in pilot no. season." I I don't want to read the rest. Kudos of Kudos to these won't. guys though to get to throw these wacky ideas out and get them made as a comic. You know, it, and that's the thing. It's, it's like fun. they have these ideas, but. Everything outside the idea starts to become really because everyone would look at you. And be like, I'm not making a comic of that. Yeah, and and honestly, Pilot they shouldn't. Will. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't read if this book had maybe been another five pages longer and they answered all the questions and trimmed a lot of the fat that they had. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't need that there was a beauty sex club because that doesn't make any sense. You get the virus sexually transmitted, so Apparently why would you drink it after somebody's soda? Well, it's like, why would you have a beauty sex club and you fuck a bunch of ugly people? Because then they got the virus. Like, this club is obsolete in a week. Dude, I, I, because I, your clientele is like, well, I'm beautiful. I can fuck everything. Well, because they're rocking the profos, man. Profos go through the roof. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Do people still have, like, AIDS and stuff? Because now they you're beautiful, not but, but you got AIDS. See, this story's got loopholes. I could drive a Mack truck they did not address loopholes. prison sex, gay sex, or prophylactics none of that so everything else just went out the window the whole world yeah. just went over beauty. the whole the whole world was just like you know what we're just guys are into chicks again chicks are into guys again and prisons don't exist <laughs> wow i'm assuming i mean i don't think that's actually the case but you know, it doesn't not. address that in its concept sounds from top cow you should uh <laughs> now you want to know why it takes a couple of flushes probably buy that Oh, and Witch Blade's not ending at 150. It's I, not? Yeah, I think someone had their wires crossed when I read that. I mean, I was reading it from a, an old site. That's true. So, um, No, they're changing creative teams. Um, it's already solicited till issue 153. 
But, you know, we'll see. We'll see if they can actually... Because it's Tim Seeley, and that guy's not notorious for putting shit out on time. Other than Hack Slash, but... So... I don't know. I mean, Top Cow, I mean... What's the last book you remember reading by them, hmm? Was it that Artifacts? That 12-issue miniseries that's been going on for almost two years now? I, I, I refuse to read that. Only on issue 10. <clears throat> now and ongoing. Who knows why? I mean, you haven't done anything for the last 10 issues. I mean, I consider... Um, I consider um top cow you know indie smaller and then you think of other little indie smaller labels like you know big dog inc and you know xenoscope and uh they're kind of going against the same struggles in a way but well i mean probably not because top cow's been around they got more ties and yeah. connections top cow shouldn't be struggling exactly that's it's the with thing. image which is like the number three comic publishing company exactly they shouldn't be struggling they have more resources than other people but on that same note, just totally get into the little guys. Um, I read a Xenoscope book called uh, Theater One. and um, Who's that by? It's the Raven. The Raven? <laughs> Not Raven Simone. Oh. What is she up to? Raven Simone. <laughs> Was she on Sister Sister? No, she's got a new show on ABC Family. I That's think, or CBS Raven, right? or something. No, that is an old show. Oh. No, it's called, like, Down in Georgia. A little help here? Really? Anyone? Producer? Who are we talking about? Raven Simone. Yeah, Raven Simone. Is she on that Heart of Dixie? Heart of Dixie. Yeah. She had a couple kids trimmed back down, though. Dude, her LBs were out of control. I don't know what that means. LBs? Pounds? Oh. Dude. Just the way you said it, it made me think of something else. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. Left. I talk about little people. Left. Left. It's like her little people crew were out of control. <laughs> running in there. Certain fights. Boxing people's knees and shit. They're just like, ah, God. No. <laughs> Raven, get your LBs in control. <laughs> That's LBs. I know. I thought you said LBs at first. Even though I repeated LBs, I was like, LBs or LPs? Which wow. one did I hear? Um, Anyways, so no. She didn't write it? No. I, <laughs> I mean, hope not. I it was actually it. pretty good. It was um, it was real akin to like a bunch of old school horror. At least it felt that way. And I think um, just the dialogue and the story overall. Basically, it's about a couple that goes into a theater to watch a old horror movie. And then you are the reader taking from their experience to watching the movie. And you experience the movie. Um. And interesting, it was, interesting and it was really well done it's um there's i put a review on the on the site there at the comic bastards um i don't want to tell you too much because i just really want you guys to read it xenoscope i believe it's raven um gregory yeah raven gregory um i can't remember who draws it which is a terrible crime because it looked really really good Ooh. it was really well done his name's on the tip of my yeah, tongue but i don't want to sit here and butcher it for 30 minutes and I think it's a new talent for their company, too, if I remember correctly. But I could be horrible. Lock them down. Too. Lock them down because I really liked it. They need, they, yeah, I will say I, I read it this morning and wow, that's some of the best art they've ever had. Yeah. Like, hands down, this guy can fucking draw. Exactly. And so. I mean, and it's good to see. I mean, like, I know Xenoscope's notorious for their covers. And then, yeah. I mean, they can do covers for days and that's great. But to have this dude just pump out these interiors that, you're just like, man, this is this is solid, like really good, and it matched the story, and just the way his style is, you could take that and do anything with it. I think, yeah, like it, it wouldn't be pigeonholed just into like a horror or something gritty or dark or whatever. Yeah, no, his his characters, his backgrounds, his sets, everything was yeah. very just like professional, like a profession detail. Too. So much detail that it's kind of. <laughs> Made you forget you're reading Xenoscope. It was mm-hmm. just like, oh, this is this is really good. So, and dude, I think it's probably Gregory's best writing. Like internally Definitely. in the movie story, I was like, you can see like influences and cherry picks from other things, but it was okay. You didn't get all riled up where you're just like, oh, you're just jocking this or you're just dick riding that. It was just like, man, you took those things and you actually gave us a flushed out, decent story that I'd love to see that story keep going. Yeah, that like, was my thought. Was like. And just give me the story. I, just, I I get your little theater concept, and that's cool. Yeah. But I only give a shit about this story right now. Yeah, you did everything. For that to have that power and that impact, you win, dude. That's exactly what I hope you wanted to do, and I assume it is. Keep doing the theater. Give that its own book. 
right now, I dude, I'll get it. I'll buy it twice. I'll buy all 15 oh, covers. Oh, the story within the story? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just the interior covers, like, with the zombie holding the sun. Just those that little was, covers. That was awesome. Those covers were better than, like, the, the chick getting pulled into the cemetery. Yeah, like, that, that was shit, cool. I get it. That's what sells your book, but it would just... It, it was unnecessary. You yeah. you accomplished something that didn't need this cover to help sell your product because your product was good enough without it. Yeah, your product was. You know, I'm going to go ahead and say it was probably one of the. It was a surprise. It was probably one of the best books I've read in a long time. Yeah. I mean, just take that and be, damn man, just keep that vibe of being like I know slightly serious with it, and because it, it didn't feel so it was cheeky. serious with a little bit of camp. But exactly. like good camp. Exactly. So. I mean, the only time it got a little, you know, okay, is it a little self-aware at the end with the couple. Yeah. But I understand that because if this is just a one shot, you kind of need that little bit of closure for the slow people that are, oh, what's going on? Yeah. Is this a movie? And then you lead on with uh, um, the more visuals at the end. I don't want to tell you, but I mean, that was good. It yeah. literally felt like, you know, maybe two people wrote that. Like, hey, dude, I'll write the theater stuff, and you write the, the zombie part. I don't yeah, know. It's surprising it was, it was all him. Yeah. So, and kudos. It's, it's out. It's been out for about, like, two weeks. But weird thing about Xenoscope books is occasionally, just depending on your market, it might show up late. So your comic book shop could have gotten it last week by Yeah, all, just, yeah, go I to your, ask them. Go to your comic book shop, ask them, say, hey, I want this book, get it for me. Yeah. I mean, if are, not, there's plenty of online options that you exactly. can. Exactly. Not digitally. I mean, you're going to have to buy it on print online. But there's options. It's worth it. Yeah. Well, that was a theater. I'm going to talk about gobs. Gobs? Like the band? Gobs. Do you mean goobers like the candy? No. G-O-B-S. Oh, like... Like Like goblins. Oh. Only really stupid. So I bought this book just on a whim. Because I was like, okay, you're you're a cutesy little book. Weird creatures on the front. I was like, I'm just going to give you a shot. It's about these little half-human, half-goblins that get kicked out of a bar in their local town because they're raging drunks. One of them humps a jukebox and then shits on it. <laughs> in that order or what? In that order. They made it, they clarified, because at first they were like, oh, I shit on the jukebox again? And he was like, no, no, he made love to it, then he shit Wait on it. Wait a minute. So they're goblins, right? Is this like a, a normal human world? No. It's a goblin It's a very fantasy-filled. Okay, so there's like, you know... Where they have pubs and everything is kind of old-fashioned. Like the UK? (laughs) (laughs) Well, and there's giant mushroom trees and shit like that. So, the gist of the story is... Wait, so if you... They get banned from the bar. They need some place to get drunk. Right. There's this pig goblin Mm -hmm. that speaks very eloquently, even when he's drunk. He's well-read. Yes. And he's like, I need some place to get fucking smashed. Rip shit city. Rip out of I my fucking mind. I want to go blind and rape a monkey. Pass out drunk. I right. need this. So they build their own bar. Brilliant. In a hollowed out dead giant. Cool. And that's the whole issue. Is them building the bar. And they go on Sunny in Philadelphia adventures because now they own a bar. I don't know. I didn't understand what they were doing. With it, there was some magic junkyard that one of the creatures goes to. By Sanford and, and Son? Uh, no. So he goes to this magic junkyard, and there's a naked guy That's yelling junk- about prophecies of the end of the world. And I was like, is this going to play into it? Or That sounds like every junkyard I've been to. <laughs> You've been going too many junkyards. But so... It was just, it was a weird, weird story. I just wanted to talk about it because I was like... <laughs> I just got to tell someone I read about... Yeah, it was just so weird because I wasn't expecting a lot. But it was just kind of like, um, you're quirky, but you're a little too self-aware. Like there was a building montage and they all yell, building montage! And then there's a building montage. And I was like, fuck this building montage. And then there's a little love triangle between one of the more normal-looking half-goblins. Uh, and then some chick who's just like, if you build a bar, I'll be your waitress. And she just looks normal. I'm just like, you're just a normal hot chick. Why are you hanging out with these fucking trolls? And then, and then here's the end of the issue. They go swimming, and they're all just watching the chick swimming. That's the end of the book. Can they and I was swim? Like, Don't do their legs they have enough to kick? No, they, they just float. 
They fly, too. They can fly? Yeah. They can also remove their own head. Dude, this is just a free-for-all. It was, yeah, it was whatever it wanted to be. That's, uh... Now, what was it called again? Gobs. It's already on, like, the third issue, which I find very surprising. What number did you pick up? I bought one, but I sat on it for a while. Mm. Because after I bought it and I kept looking, I was like, why the fuck did I buy this? Today, I was just like... Gobs got your money. (laughs) They should sell that out of shirt. Uh, gotcha. Gotcha. Oof. Yeah. And then it's just them, like, just raping a dollar bill. Because that's what they do, right? And then they crap mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. That's scat, dude. No one, wants to, <laughs> no one wants to deal with that. Not in a comic book. Not anytime. <laughs> no. It's, I can see why they'd ban goblins. It's like, if a goblin came in, fuck my jukebox and shit on it. I'd be like, get the fuck out. Who has a jukebox? I mean, they'd have to update these goblins to FMP3 players. It's a weird little mixture of technology and old school it was, it was trying to be steampunkish but it failed on every level well speaking of scat what about the last <laughs> uncanny x-men <laughs> but it, nice it, segue it. um let's just call it one of the worst books i have ever read ever ever books have been around for a while man it did nothing really? it's trying to give some closure to the whole schism skeet that skeet skeet skeet, 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 snick. <laughs> it was trying to give closure to that whole storyline. It had Mr. Sinister narrating the thing. But he can't even speak He's properly. back alive again. I don't know why. Weird enough, he kills himself and then comes, poops out from some, like, two, <laughs> literally, like, poops out like he was just born again, starts narrating the story because he's like writing their lives and implies that the X-Men have been an experiment of his from the very beginning. And then for some reason it focuses on Cyclops like the whole time. Thank God Wolverine wasn't in it. And Iceman. Iceman's like joining Wolverine's team, but he's like the last to leave. So he's like (sighs) fucking around their danger room. And then he's like trying to go down you know, memory lane with Scott. And Scott's like, yeah, I remember shit. I don't have time for nostalgia. It's a luxury that gets people killed. I got to focus on the future. We're in the future, man. And then Sinister's like, mm, what would Scott do to kind of close this chapter? You do something symbolic. Off the and blast. so <laughs> he takes down all the pictures of himself over the years with the team and everything and like box them up. And then Emma's like, you know, you can show some emotion. I'll bust your balls later, but you can show some emotion now. And he's just like, no, fucking. I graduated. I'm done with this shit. They can all go back to school, but I'm done. It was, I literally was just like, I'm done too, motherfuckers. (laughs) I'm done. If you thought this was going to draw me back in for the new number one, wrong. I'm done. You have fucked up Cyclops so bad. Fucking done. I do not care about this character. I do not like this character. Fucking kill him already. Shut the fuck up, iPad. I'm talking about Cyclops right now. It's like, whoa, man, calm It's like, fun. whoa, whoa. Let me chime in here. Come just but, about Cyclops. And then Beast shows up in it for some reason. Just because Beast already, apparently Beast had some big thing, and some issue that I didn't read, where he was just like, I'm leaving, Scott. Join the Avengers. Fuck your mother. I'm out. Who would want, dude, I'd be like, no, you're not Beast. I don't want you on my team. I got a bunch of sassy assholes no, here. No, he's I, a genius. He's like, he's, I still don't want him. He's like, one of the smartest guys in their Don't universe. want him. Uninterested. Because I don't need Anyways. you sitting there correcting me every five seconds. He does do that. <laughs> fucking annoying. I'd shoot him in his furry face with whatever oh. gun was laying around. Actually, when you said hydrogen, you meant oxygen minus the hydrogen. That doesn't even make any sense. But he would say some shit like that. Dude, I would... I had no good example. I would... I would... When he was sleeping, I'd shave shit into his fur... Would you don't have Greg Landrum. You gonna outsmart that? <laughs> he literally looked you like blue bastard. <laughs> he looked like he took a giant cat head and put it on a human body in a suit. I was like, "What is that? Is that Beast? I'm gonna assume it is because it's blue, but that just looks like a kitty. You drew a kitty. That's it. You're just like, meow. I'm Greg Land. I copied this from a fucking picture. And he was like, "Listen, man, I hate Beast. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know why Greg Land Cyclops always has facial stubble hair." In the goatee area, like he's always trying to grow a goatee, but he never commits. Cause it's I was like, "What are you doing? What is this? Stop copying GQ. I know this is the GQ look. Stop doing that." Yeah, there's other magazines out there besides GQ. He could have got that from. Fine, Maxim. 
in the mail section at the end where they're saying this is what guys are wearing. A respectable magazine. Details? Wired. What? I don't know. I'm I'm fishing here. I don't read any other fucking magazines. Yeah, you just... I read comic books. Those are my magazines. There you go. I don't read books. I read comic books. I didn't say I didn't read books. Put I said I don't t-shirt. read magazines. Whatever. Fine. We're putting that on a t-shirt. Copyright, motherfuckers. Anyways, the whole thing, B shows up just to have a fight with Cyclops. I was like, why? Why? He's like, I just want to show up. And he even said, I showed up again to leave again. So it might sink in. What a dick. Are we going out or something? <laughs> yeah, I Get out of my He's life. Like, so it might sink in that I'm leaving. Yeah. I, and he was like, I don't want you on my island. That's what he tells you. He's like, get the fuck off my island now. I can't miss Get you out until here. you're gone. Leave, you yeah. blue douchebag. I got pictures to pack up, motherfucker. God. My ex-wife, dead, is coming back to fucking kill me. Hopefully. Supposedly. Supposedly. Let's hope. God, I fucking It might hope. not even be her. It might be just the Phoenix. My general. only hope is that Emma has been controlling Cyclops this whole time, making him a big douchebag, and that when Jean shows up, she's going to be like, motherfucker, what are you doing to my man? And she's going to fry fucking Emma's control, and Cyclops will go back to not sucking. Why don't we just kill Emma? Why don't we? Because she's in the movies, and people love her skimpy costume because she wears like lingerie to like the grocery store i know to go back and i don't care it's like i'm sorry but she dresses like a spice girl fucking find some fan art there you go yeah i don't need this to be a main character because you like to see greg land's photo reference bullshit still good looks good he's good look good yeah so that's it that's all i've been there you go have the desire to talk about um i could totally hear that but what? Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so that was the last X-Men issue. Thank God I don't read it. Dodge that bullet. You didn't, though, because I walked you through it. No, yeah, you kind of browbeat me with that. Yeah. I got really passionate on that. I'm sorry. I, I know like... it was probably too long. People like, shut up about this yeah, already. shut up, dude. X-Men's blow. We know. We get it. Uncanny yeah. X-Men. Not as bad as that anime, though. Hmm? God. Yeah. Uh, stop it. Stop. <laughs> stop doing that That's madhouse it. you i the, love their art but I, let dude, the, either let them control the story and don't dub the shit or don't work with them and it's never going to happen they're just going to put x-men yeah. on there people believe yeah, x-men but it's like the well, japanese animation hey, good for g4 they need something cops 2.0 <laughs> ain't paying the bills anymore <laughs> hey what's uh what's chat during cops what are we gonna chat about not cops that's for fucking sure oh, man what if we have a code monkeys <laughs> it's on Netflix now. That's about it. I don't even think they show reruns of Code Monkeys. What is... If they do, sorry. I don't care. Dude, G4, man. All right, let's not talk about G4. What's, uh, so, X-Men, it's going to end it for us this time? Yeah, right? I think that's good. I think uh, that, was, that was pretty draining, the X-Men hatred. Yeah. But, uh, so, that's about it. We're going to call it good here. Um You've been listening to the Comic Bastards motherfucking podcast. Motherfucking. I'm Kevin. I'm Dustin. And we'll see you next time when we do another one. See you later. Reginald, we have to talk about our son. It's the drugs, the drinking, staying out all hours of the night. Oh, I'll tell you what's wrong with our son, Meredith. It's the comic books. It's the goddamn comic books. He's a comic bastard.